Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. So there I am on the Dos Marcos Facebook page, and I see a picture of a urinal. And I think, why why is somebody taking a picture of the bottom of a urinal? And then I had to go like zoom in really closely to see that it was an advertisement that you had posted on our Facebook page. So can I just so think about how many, how, well, I'll just ask you, how many photos have you taken of a urinal? I actually have taken one photo of a urinal. Have you really? Years. Wow. Yeah. It was my first. And the funny, funny thing was, it was because there was an advertisement plopped right down into the middle of the urinal cake. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was really clever. Yeah, well, and that's what this was. So it was a ad for a t-shirt company. And then at the very, what cracked me up about it was, so you're a captive audience. You're sitting there paying, right? And you're looking straight down, trying <laughs> not to pay any attention to anyone around you. And eyes straightforward. Eyes straightforward. Straightforward. You, gotta, you can't, right. And so I look down and there at the very bottom, it says t-shirt printing, blah, blah, blah. And then it says... Get your free T-shirt details on the reversed side. So I'm like, who's gonna reach in there? You could have given a car away, and no one would have got. You know, it's so just cra- so clever and creative. And um, here I am taking a picture of it. So I love it. Yeah. Well, and thank you for posting it on our Facebook page because it it was intrigue at its finest. Because I looked at it and I'm like, what is happening here? And then the next thing I see. You're posting a slideshow with all kinds of pictures. And from what I heard, by the way, so you were at the Brand Source event in yes, Nashville, Tennessee. I was. So for people who don't know what Brand Source is, tell them what's, yeah. what's the high level overview. So you know what, Kinsley? I've been in this industry over 25 years. I don't even know what the number is anymore. But um, And I have always worked with like wholesale clubs and furniture stores and sleep shops and department stores. I have never, even television shop networks. I have never been directly involved in the buying groups. And so I was uh, honored to be asked to go speak at their Mattress University. And you've been a speaker at the Nationwide show, right? I have, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, and so um, anyway, um, it's huge. It is massive. It was at the Gaylord in Nashville, Tennessee. I had no clue how big it was. And there were people everywhere. And this hotel is massive and so anyway, it was just a, a really neat thing to get to go to, and uh, they really help their retailers. They get all these small mom and pops and medium-sized guys, and they can help them buy better because of discounts. They have financing options that um, they can't otherwise get on their own, and just a really cool way to assist um, mom and pops, and they really had a big focus, Kinsley, on digital. So what does your website look like? What kind of content are you putting out there? Content is king. They were very clear about that. They're doing a lot of stuff with video, right? So product video demonstrations, kind of like you might see in Zappos. So I thought that was really great. And just helping these guys navigate the wild west of uh, the digital space. So that was it. And then they had a couple speakers. So it was it was really a uh, great event to go to. Well, on the front end, they, from what I understand, they had a cocktail party. And 
you were not there. You were not at the cocktail party. What? That's not true. That's what I heard, though. No, no. The rumors <laughs> yeah. are already flying no, around. Listen, nobody there would know if I was there. Now there's so many people. But I did happen to take a detour. So here I am in this. Have you been to a Gaylord before? I have not, no. They're unbelievably big. Matter of fact, you get a map of the hotel, like, and you need it because it's so huge. And so they said, yeah, here's your room. And this is where all the stuff is. It's about a 10 minute walk. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, t- like 10 minutes walk to, so that's how big it is. And I go and there's this thing and I, I don't know anything. It's brand source. And then there's pro source. Well, pro source is their audio visual, like all the guys doing home, co- home, home connectivity. TVs and yeah. sound systems yeah. and things like that. Uh, okay. Exactly right. So, uh, Hey Don, right. How you doing buddy? What's up Don? Uh, and so um, I'm, I'm, I go to this place and there's a bar, you know, so I'm looking for the bar and um, I go to the bar and I'm in line and I wait in this long line and I'm having a cocktail and then I chat some guys up and they're sitting there next to me. 10 minutes later, they go, yeah, dude, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> it took you 10 so, minutes to figure well, it out. Well, you know, we were talking. You're over here talking about like, yeah, so how's your mattress business? And they're like, yeah, well, I mean, business is good, I guess, like. No, he asked me, he's like, so what do you, so what do you do? You know, I was asking them what they do and they're like telling me everything. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Like they're in a, you know, brand source thing. And I'm like, they must have furniture somewhere in their store. And then he's like, what do you do? So I give him my one minute elevator speech about growing mattresses. Hey, Dale Reed. Uh, so I give him my one minute uh, speech on joint on uh, growing mattresses and they go, yeah, man, this is, this is not the right place. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then I said, do you mind if I drink your booze? And he was like, no, that's fine. So we had a drink. Let's go get another. And then I left and uh, shamed, did the walk of shame to another big event and killer live band. These guys first class event. I have to give it to them. Stage band, it reminded me of um, our band at Leggett when we used to hire those guys. Party on the Moon. Party on the Moon. Yeah. And they had a three-section, uh, a three-horn section, uh, a couple singers, just fantastic Did you go music. up on stage and just like say, hey, I've got a harmonica? And uh... So no, I didn't. And, and I should have brought the harmonica because it is Nashville, right? Right. Now, the next night, we went to B.B. King's Space in um, broad on Broadway. Hmm? Have you been there? Yeah, well, I haven't been to B.B. King's space. I've been to Broadway several times. Yeah, what a cool place, right? Yeah. And um, so... But you just walk in and you hear, like, world-class talent that's just playing for free. Unbelievable talent, man. And this their house band was off the hook. They were, like, unreal, just the, the music they played. But in the basement, they had a live band karaoke. And so Jeff Willis and I were hanging out. Such a great guy. I love him. Uh, with Famous Tate in Florida. And we were just hanging out and having a drink and eating. And then the girl from the live band karaoke. I've never have you ever seen live band karaoke? I have never seen or participated in live band karaoke. That sounds like a lot. That sounds pretty intimidating. Well, I mean, how cool though, right? I yeah. mean, you have a band behind you. And so anyway, one thing led to another. And she was like, Come on up stage. And Jeff's like, Go, man, go. And I'm like, You're coming with me if we're gonna sing something. And of course, we have a couple of cocktails. And he's like, I'm not going. There's no way. And so I'm like, okay, I'll do it in this cute girl was out you know pushing on me to come on you got to come up you got to sing and she's pushing everyone not like i was favored by any stretch but so anyway one thing led to another and so here's my thinking i'm, I'm gonna do garth brooks which i've never sang before and in college i used to sing so at, in a band so it's, it wasn't like a crazy stretch but i'm like all right i'll do garth brooks friends in low places because you know why everyone sings it 
But you, they'll sing a, along. That's a crowd favorite. So yeah. you start singing that, and everyone's going to be like, I got friends. In. No, so, right? Yeah, everyone's the whole like, thing. N- yeah, not a word. <laughs> just crickets <laughs> crickets man I mean, and I got up and I'm like okay everybody you ready to sing some Garth Brooks and it was like crickets and I'm like oh I'm in such trouble because there's no energy like it, it was early in the night yeah right? yeah and I'm people like people weren't quite uh, oiled nah. up and I'm gonna enough tell you, yet no no they weren't and so and you're up there okay so you're up there singing friends in low places and at that point are you thinking okay as soon as I get to the course, that's when that's things it. are going to take. It's going to kick in. But um, Kinsley, I have given, we, we've both done a lot of stage stuff with speeches and whatnot. And, and I was in a band in college, so I got a, I've got experience with there. I was so freaking nervous. My heart would not slow down. Like right before I got up there, I couldn't calm myself down. I mean, it was, it was absolutely horrible. I was freaking out a little you, you bit. You know what? You should have stayed at the pro source wrong cocktail party longer, <laughs> had a few more drinks, and then oh, you would have been fine. The that, heart rate would have come down a little dude, bit. And I'm saying with Don Wright, actually, yeah. at uh, at the Insomniac stuff at ISPA. So it's not like, I don't know what my problem was. I was just nervous. And so I got out there. I was way off key. I was like, I looked awkward. Uh, and so anyway, of course, Jeff Willis is like videotaping the whole thing. So now there's a record. So now Willis is like, yeah, man, I tell you what, uh, you know, you better treat me right or I'm releasing this video to the world. Okay. Hold on. I, so, I have a call to action here. Yeah. So no, Jeff no, Willis, no, 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 will you please no, go to Jeff Facebook? dot com don't do that forward slash dos marcos podcast that would be horrible upload the video and then we can get the community to comment and see how they think mark quinn did with (laughs) friends of low places you need i don't think anyone needs to vote on this i just want to see it i just want to be a part of it yeah no i was not in the room for live band karaoke and i just think that the world needs to experience it with there's plenty to make fun of me for we don't need to prove it with this horrible execution on Poor Garth. I feel bad for Garth Brooks, you know, that someone butchered his song to that degree. You know, I, when I was in a Key West, Florida and I'm at Sloppy Joe's, like one of the most famous bars probably in, in the country. And I love that. The guy that, the guy that actually wrote friends in low places got up on stage and sang it. Oh yeah. Wow. That's kind of cool. He has the long curly hair, like giant bushy, long curly hair. He was great. So anyway, but you know what I love about that? You got up there. You did it. You made a memory, and you had a good time. <laughs> made a very painful. Doing it, yeah. Well, Willis was cracking out. Actually, to his to his credit, I got off. You know how you like insecure when you do something. You know, you get mostly if you're on a stage or whatever. I get off, and Jeff's like, "Man, you were awesome." You know, I'm like, <laughs> "God bless you," because I feel like an idiot. So anyway, it was a lot of fun, and the brand source people could not have been nicer. Um, I'll tell you, Jim Ristow Kinsley, the CEO brand source on the move. Those guys really are. Focused on some good things for their members, and uh, like I said earlier, really, really drilling down on content for their people. Uh, really focused on innovation. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the things he said there is, "We don't celebrate, we innovate." So talk about that in Q's views. You can check it out there. And then other thing was Jason Dorsey. Have you heard of this guy? I have not. What? Hold on. But this you mentioned him to me. Is yeah. this the millennial generational marketing guy? Did I butcher that? No, no, no. Not That's as exactly. bad as Friends in Low Places. Yeah, no, no. If you sang it, you might have like competed with me for butchering it. But um, so, so his name's Jason Dorsey? Jason Dorsey, and so he's a millennial. So what's different? So they, they literally announced him to stage, and he's a millennial or he's a generational marketing expert. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I'm leaving. I've got phone calls to make. I'm not going to sit here and listen to yet another one of these guys, right? Tell me that I don't get his generation and preach to me about, you know, and it it just, I wasn't in the mood to hear all that crap. Good thing I stayed because he was brilliant. Um, Brilliant in delivery, funny as hell. Had me laughing the entire time and everyone in the room actually. But he was different because he backed it up with research. He is a research guy. And so he bases all of his commentary on research. So I like that. And a couple of things he pointed out. So, okay, do you do you think that millennials are risk takers or millennials are risk averse? Because this is a point he made that I thought, thought was interesting. So I'm at the bleeding edge all right. of so millennial. Being a millennial, right? So you're and the older. And I would older. say I've seen you know people before me. So I'm probably more of a risk taker. Right. But I'm no, right on no the doubt. line, man. But I tell you... People that are a little bit younger than me, as a theme, seem to be risk averse. And, and that's what he said. Millennials are actually risk averse. And and so and I think sometimes people substitute millennial with younger. And sometimes right. younger is automatically hitched to risky or risk right. takers. Well, they want their own business. So And, and he, he laughed and said they're, they're entrepreneurs. <laughs> so they want to be... In business for themselves, but not willing to step out. I've heard Mark Cuban on Shark Tank say that. He's like, it sounds like things are going really well for you, but you don't really want to leave your job and fully invest. You're a entrepreneur, Right. Exactly And that, right. that's actually kind of a disparaging statement because that's saying you, you, you kind of talk, but you don't do. Well, and I think part of that is the entitlement, right? So parents, and, and, and he... And I, being being a dad, I totally relate to this. Um, you want to make things easier for your kid. You just do. You don't want him to deal with the stress and the trouble and all of that. Fact of the matter is that's what shapes people. And they need to plow through walls. And I think that parents of millennials have have made it easier for their kids. Therefore, the kids are maybe not as willing to step into uh, risk and, and, and take that risk. That's that's my my guess on the psychology of that. I don't know. But anyway, so that was one thing. Another thing was for retailers out there that I think is important for them is, you know, the the millennials. So one misconception, misconception Kinsley, is that millennials are laden with debt, right? Would you have thought that that was true? Uh, potentially, yeah. Potentially, right? Yeah. So they're out there spending money on their credit cards. And fact of the matter is they're not. Um, and part of the reason is is because they don't have credit. It's not that they have bad credit. They just don't have credit. And his point was everything's starting later for this generation. So they're getting married later. They're having kids later. And so the whole point was they're establishing credit later. So when you're marketing to them, it's something that you certainly need to be aware of. I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, especially in our business, which a lot of people do really well with financing options and using that as part of the sales pitch, like, hey, 0% interest for 48 months or whatever it might be. But still, in order for those people to pass financing, uh, they've got to, you know, have their credit check out and be able to become a customer and all that. No doubt. So we lose our video. Yeah, I think we lost video, but we're still rolling on the Um, podcast. There you go. And so the last point I thought was really interesting was um, he, so interesting slash offensive to me. So he said, okay, Gen Xers out there. He said, you really want me to talk about you, don't you? And I was just literally thinking at the time, you know, no one ever talks about Gen X. That's my generation. Uh, They talk about boomers all the time. They talk about millennials because they're the bigger cuts 
of the generation. Uh, the, the it's the barbell effect. It's a barbell effect. Yeah, you've got a lot of stuff on one side with the boomers. You have a sliver across the middle. You know, the handle of the barbell is Gen X, and then the big other side where the the weights are on that barbell is millenniums. Right. Millenniums. <laughs> millennials. <laughs> the millennium. So the millennials, right. And so um, give or take, millennials span 20 years. Baby boomers span 20 years. Xers only spend a 10-year time frame, which I think is interesting. I wonder how they they sliced that out, like the I generational experts that said, okay, you get 20, you get 10, you only get 10, you only or you get 20 on the backside. I don't know, maybe we'll we're have just to look not that, that interesting. I don't if, know you ha- if you know the answer to this, go to our Facebook page and tell us. That would be nice. On the video. That would be very nice. So anyway, he says, okay, I'll talk about you guys. So he makes a couple of comments. And then he says, okay, all you Xers, get your, open your wallet and get your emergency check out of your wallet, rip it up, and go look up Venmo and see what transferring money is all about. And sure as hell, I had an emergency check in my wallet. I don't even know why it's, it's probably been there for three years. But anyway, I'm like, oh, I hate this Hold guy. on. For people that don't know what an emergency check is, <laughs> you're talking about a check that you would fill out with a pen and you would write to somebody oh, and it man. would come out of your bank account. But why, why was that a thing? I, I, I don't know why I have one, <laughs> but I had it you know, just in case. Cause it was, was it something that like mom and dad said, Hey, years ago, you've got, you know, you've got to have an emergency check. Well, yeah. no, it, I think it's really, look, if I need to buy something and I don't have cash on me, then I can, you know, I can, uh, I can write a check. You can write it. a check. And I gotcha. I, but, but, but here's what the funny thing. I also have the Venmo app. Oh, you have Venmo as so well. I do, but I, you know, but I got the check. Hey man, I tell you, <laughs> just Ven- in case. Venmo, PayPal, all this stuff is like, I, I was like downsizing and selling a bunch of stuff on Facebook and people are like, Hey, can I just Venmo you? And I'm like, yeah, this is great. You know? Hundred bucks for the rug or whatever it was. So it's tied to your checking account. Yeah. And then they, how do they? I don't even know because I've I've done it through Apple Pay. I haven't done it through Venmo. So what do they do? They ask you for what? A username. A username. Okay. So your username might be, you know, Mark, uh, the Dos Marcos Quinn. Right. And then you give it to them, and that's your unique username. So you're able to send somebody money, or if you pay for the check and somebody wants to reimburse you the 20 bucks or whatever it might be, it's easy, and it just ends up in your bank account. And it's kind of social in a way, because you see the stream of what's happened uh, with your friends. Like, hey, Craig just paid Jim $20 for this. Or you can keep it private if you want to. So I'm going to make sure and hand out my uh, broadcast, my Venmo username in case anyone wants to send me money. Send you money, yeah. Is that how it works? If anybody sends Quinn money, please just (laughs) make a footnote and say, this is for you to... Stupidity, Go. This is for the the charity dedicated to saving friends in low places from bad stage acts. From bad stage acts, there you go. (laughs) So anyway, that was it. But yeah, so BrandSource, great event. And... um, I don't know. Had a lot of fun. Had a, a great time. And, and I was there with Calvin. Um, McGovern? Calvin McGovern, right, with Diamond Mattress. Uh, and I got to do a talk with, um, uh, I don't know, a bunch of retailers made our session. So that was nice. And uh, so, yeah, he talked about the e-commerce space and the disruption of that and uh, Bed in the Box and all the good stuff Diamond is doing around that. And then they, they asked me, they had listened to our podcast on um, 10 reasons your business might suck. And so I turned that into a, a talk and um, we changed the headline because <laughs> I didn't like, 
you know, the aggressive nature of the way we titled it. Yeah. So we, I think we changed it to 10 reason, 10 things to avoid to make your, your business, business more successful. Yeah. Or right. Something, something like, that. like that. We spun it a bit, but guess what? The number one, the very, so I asked, I'd start the, the, the talk off and I said to the retailers in the room, I go, how can I help you? Like what, what, what do you want from me? What do you want to get from this next hour long talk? The very first guy says, I'm really upset about the digital commerce stuff. And Tuft and Needle is advertising all over my market with billboards that say I'm greedy and I'm just trying to make a living for my family. And uh, I don't know how to combat that. And then another guy in the room goes, dude, you know, they're owned by, you know, SSB. And he's like, what? Sort of Simmons. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, talk to your, talk to your rep about it. Make sure he knows. So we talked through all of that. And, um, well, so he was in a market where those billboards are still up because the last time I saw the mattress stores are greedy billboards had disappeared. So I wonder if that's still up or if it's just a hangover effect. I don't know, man. They, they probably have, I don't fault the tough, the needle guys for going that route because they're attacking the status quo, they're attacking the way the market is. So I get why they do that for sure. Um, well, and, and okay. So how did you handle that question? What advice would you give a retailer that's saying, Hey, I'm upset about the digital space. I'm under attack. It's not warranted. I do a good job. I'm a good actor. How do you help them? How do you help somebody like that? Well, interestingly enough in our podcast, we talk about playing your game and, and that's really what it comes down to because you can, I don't know. People can say whatever they want about you and about your business, but you've got to play your game. And, and these guys have to get creative in terms of the experience and their story. There's stuff that they can do that the digital guys cannot do. Uh, An in-store experience, a handshake, a, you know, a a service, maybe the others can't provide. So you got to do what you can do. You cannot worry about what they're doing. I think a lot of people struggle with coming up with their identity one that's unique, one that's ownable, and one that puts you in the driver's seat instead of playing chase and catch up. You know, and, and I know that's kind of like an abstract thing, but if you can sit down and you can say, what's that slice of real estate we're going to own in people's minds? And then let's be unashamed and aggressive about advertising that, owning it, and living it out. That's where you're going to get some wins. I mean, think about Mattress Mac. I mean, he's such a classic example, but he's been on TV since the early 1980s, so for 37 years now, he's been on TV in Houston saying, gallery furniture will save you money. Right. And he's figured out ways to you know, think about what does money mean to people? Well, it's the, the stuff, right? The cash. It's the emergency check that's in your wallet. Right. But it's also time. It's convenience. It's having the product there whenever you need it. Um, so anyway, he's been unashamed about that. So when you think about your business, there are all these different positioning ideas you can own, but you gotta, you gotta pick one and you gotta be it. And you know what they did? One of the positions that you can own in the marketplace is being the maverick, being the anti-establishment. And Tuft & Needle wanted to own that position and they went after it aggressively. And that's why it's like, how can you fault somebody for that? They thought it through, they clearly defined their position, and they put their foot on the gas pedal. But if you play their game, they're going to be better at it than you, and they're going to win. Right, and don't worry about what they're saying, because I can think of several things that you could attack the e-commerce guys for. You know what I mean? That they can't do that you can. Well, I've seen people do it, like Trent, at Trent Betting in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Like He's put up commercial and be like, 
hey, you really want to, and he uses his puppet, Lil Trent, to right. kind of make light of the, uh, you know, he's looking online. Sure. You really don't want to try, you know, get a mattress in a box and not, you know, give it a try first. Come to Trent Betting. Good for him for at least taking a swing at it. And that's why he's been the number one mattress store for the past eight years in Bowling Green, Kentucky, because he is not afraid to go out and be like, this is our game. This is who I'm going to be. And get aggressive. I mean, that, go knock it down, man. If someone's out there saying that kind of stuff, don't don't tolerate that. Um, go after them. I mean, there's there's just as many ways to go after the e-commerce guys as there is to attack retail. And, you know, in really, there's not many e-commerce guys anymore that are attacking brick and mortar. They're doing their own thing. They're talking about the value in their beds. Here's here's where retailers and here's where traditional manufacturers get their asses kicked. And I'm sorry for the vulgarity, but it is absolutely true. They get their asses kicked because they don't build value. The, a lot of the e-commerce guys are building value in their products. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? I agree that there are many of them are building value in their products. I think some of them are now firmly in the mattress business and they understand right. buying cycles and President's Day and I'm what, not saying what, that they're what not people promoting. expect out of that, but yeah, I think that, and that's the class. You cla- can promote, right? I yeah, mean, but, but th- you just don't have to be all about the promotion. You got to think about it too. What is the experience like online? Well, it's a controlled, contained experience, at least when somebody's on your website. And that allows you to overcome objections, to sell properly, and to do all the things you need to do to build value. If you're in a store, it's a different way of going about it, but your salespeople, your POP, your collateral, um, the way that you merchandise, the clarity of that experience for people, that's that's the environment they're doing it in. So you have to build value in that physical environment um, better than somebody's going to build value on their site, which is, you know, like I said, you've got their eyeballs right in front of you and you don't have a lot of the chaos and confusion. So they've, they've taken like long form sales letters and turn them into their websites and done a good job with it. Right. And and the good news for the retailer, you can have a digital presence. There's nobody excluding you from that opportunity. And you have your brick and mortar space, right? So you already have the best of both worlds. You can go forward into digital uh, and they can come in and experience your product. So you've got a lot to talk about. Well, there. and I think that, you know, I, I, I'd be interested to hear the people at Brand Source, like the retailers in the room, step away and debrief on what actions they are going to take. And I think that's the key here. Like when you look at the digital space and, and if you're sitting in that room and you're at like this guy's at brand source and he's listening to Mark Quinn up on stage talk, you got to be walking away saying, okay, what's my next step? What am I going to like, what do I do first? How do I do it in the right order? Mm-hmm. And people struggle with that. It's tough because you can do a lot of different things. You can plop money down in a lot of different places. Um, and whenever you have limited resources, you want to put the money in the right spot. And that, you know, that's why over the years, there's been the old saying, like, half my advertising works. I'm just not sure which half. Right. You just got to shift your budgets to some new areas. And I've heard about people doing it. Like, if you're going to build your business on cable network, uh, you know, cable TV, and now cable TV penetration rates have, you know, dried up, people are cutting the cord. What do you do? I mean, and the options are are limited. I think you got to go to where the eyeballs are, and you got to make your best bet. But you got to try some things, and you got to do them in a way that's strategic too. 
Because anytime people, somebody's like, I'm going to do Facebook. What, what does that mean? I'm going to do Facebook. Right. right. Like, this, you this doesn't mean anything. There's no strategy there. Well, and, and that's the, the cool thing about brand source. You know, the, the challenge for smaller businesses. And what I like about brand source, and I've heard Nationwide say it too, so I give them both credit. They look at their membership as the backbone of America. And I love the um, way they see that. And, and I think that's such for these small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses. And they just don't, the, the, one of the disadvantages they have is resources. And that's also one of the, the 10 things that we talked about in our podcast is be careful on resource. Don't tackle something you don't have the resource to tackle, right? Yeah. And so um, being part of a buying group, um, I like it because they're helping create some of those marketing assets and um, helping give knowledge to those guys in a way that they really couldn't do on their own. So um, anyway, I, I like it. I, I think they have good intentions there. And it was really cool. I want to thank Mike Allen and Jennifer Baldwin um, at BrandSource for uh, asking me to come out and taking care of all my travel and all that good stuff. They did a terrific job. And uh, of course, Calvin at McGovern, great job in our meeting. I enjoyed presenting with you and all the people at Diamond who are very cool and um, nice to send Calvin out there to have that experience. And uh, of course, Jeff Willis for shoving me on stage and forcing me to embarrass myself in front of a bunch of people. I want to thank Jeff as well. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Stop, Jeff. No video postings. All right, so I guess the best way to wrap this up at this point is to not play Friends in Low Places, but to play <laughs> this song right here. Which is so much better. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of it, son. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. Ice. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now we got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get high. If you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Nothing short of cheap. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Right. Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment 
What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no. You need springs and foam. Because if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone. And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low. We, we got, got that type of bounce, bounce that won't spill your Merlot. So stick with us and you'll get rewarded. Because I'm so gentle. And I'm so supportive. Hybrid is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. mattresses.